Hey everyone, welcome back to the Glass Heats Podcast. This is our show where two hockey aficionados discuss their perspectives on headlines surrounding the NHL, including recent stories, game highlights, league culture, and other topics trending amongst the fans. This is Vidi. And my name is Mernal. And this week in hockey, Alberta fans, I'm feeling for you. Yeah. <laughs> Both sides of the Battle of Alberta, missing some players in a big, big week. We got the Heritage Classic on Sunday, and there's going to be no Rasmus Anderson and no Connor McDavid. Is that confirmed with McDavid? Most likely. Okay. Got like, it. Um, I think he's whatever listed as like day to day or week to week or whatever, mm-hmm. but it doesn't seem likely that he's going to play. Yeah. What's hilarious is um, whenever you, at least right now when we're recording this, um, when you watch any of the highlights, the goals highlights on the NHL app, they're really promoting this hard and they're like, now some Kadri and the Calgary Flames and Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers. That was like this aged horribly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't really account for injuries like that but man that's just bad luck yeah this is supposed to be that big game for the nhl especially for canada you know they're finally getting something cool to like relish in and now it's just yeah battle of alberta which is one of the most historic rivalries in canada yeah and the first outdoor game of the season yeah and no mcdavid yeah the biggest super the biggest name on the ice just most likely not playing uh yeah it's been rough uh, yeah and rasmus anderson out suspended yeah. for um an egregious hit yeah so there's a there's a lot to unpack here yeah, so, so where do you want to start in calgary or in edmonton let's start with calgary <laughs> let's right. start with that hit as you mentioned we'll start with the hit rasmus anderson suspended four games for a hit to the head of patrick line of the columbus blue jackets um he appealed this decision and said uh they wanted to either get a suspension removed or get lesser amount of games mm-hmm. gary bettman said nope you are getting four games you know what good for him Good for Gary Batman. Yeah. Like that's that is the right decision. If anyone who hasn't seen the hit, um, go look it up for yourself. But it is disgusting. It is isn't, a, isn't this exactly what we were saying we needed to crack down on last episode? Yes. Yeah. Like we enjoy the physicality of hockey. Don't get us wrong. Yeah. This was head hunting though. This was a flying elbow to the head in the dying second. I'm pretty sure it was under a minute left. Dying Long. seconds of the game. Jump two. You were just upset you lost. Yeah. 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 He jumped. He left the ice, mm-hmm. which is straight up rule breaking in terms of uh dirty hits obviously i it's hard to find anything that was worse than you know the bertuzzi sucker punch or the matt cook uh hit or mm-hmm. even the raffi tories um what's a half season suspension yeah yeah all of those are really bad but this oh man this is like i don't know how anyone can argue this in in, in the favor of calgary it's yeah. bad and uh just to give full give the full story of the other side of the hit Line A is listed as day to day, no confirmed timetable for him coming back. Yeah. But that is Columbus's number one center. Yeah. This season. Yeah. And as you said, it's just he, he, sore loser, honestly. Like they lost and he couldn't take it and, you yeah. know, let his emotions get the best of him. Hopefully, like, obviously, we don't, I, I didn't watch it, you know, any post game interview reaction, whatever. Um, I hope he feels bad about it. But yeah, it was a class to say it. Yeah. Um, so let's start with this. Is four games enough? Are they being strict on the suspensions like we were asking them to? I don't remember if he was a repeat offender or not. He was not. Okay, then four games make sense. He had one previous fine. Okay, yeah, then four games, in my opinion. I mean, he's missing the Heritage Classic. Yeah. That's pretty bad as it is, right? We we can't take that into account, right? A game is a game is a game. Yeah. We have this problem in the playoffs all the time where suspensions are less because, oh, it's the playoffs. Yeah. But I feel like check to the head is a check to the head. Yeah, this was, yeah, every bit about this was intentional. There's no way you can argue this in Calgary's favor. Um, so I, I, yeah, I think four games is reasonable. Yeah, it's not, it's not like too little, but it's also like an inconvenience for sure. 
the only defense like Anderson, I think, could feasibly put together is um, going to the past history of the NHL of not suspending these players. Okay, well, which is a bad argument. Yeah, but it's the only <laughs> argument that he has. Right? <laughs> like, I mean, is he living under a rock? That's not how the NHL has been for years. Like, I mean, they've been his, even as close as last year. They've not been consistent on suspensions. Right? We can agree on uh, that. Oh, fair enough. Okay, yeah. Right. So, he, so it was a, one of those take your chances. Yeah. So he can complain. Oh, but why is it me? Mm-hmm. Which is a stupid argument because I feel like the NHL did the right thing on this one. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't think Anderson's going to get any sympathy here. No. Uh, did you did you watch this happen live? Were you watching the game? Not live. Okay. Because I'm curious to see if anyone jumped him honestly like on the like you know how when you, when there's a dirty hit thrown oh, yeah and there's players immediately fighting i mean oh, this I'm is sure. a, this is absolutely a time to respectfully beat someone's ass this is a terrible terrible hit to throw against one of your star players your number one center and just no repercussions i would absolutely you would you should absolutely jump up and defend your teammate in this situation yeah yeah and so. i'm sure they did like i don't think columbus is a team to lie down no of course not no no, no. so i mean yeah, uh, this is this is one of those times where going back to last week, fighting might actually keep the game safer. In in the case that you know you can't let players think that they all get yeah. away with this. And I think going back to last week as well, that having a harsh suspension for this will make players think twice again. Yeah, right. Which is again the right thing to do. I think we can call this one a win. Yes, a rare win. A rare win by Gary Bettman. Yes. Yeah. So yes. I think we should take that. Yeah. As fans. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, speaking of injuries, let's move on to the fact that, you know, Edmonton is injured. Connor McDavid's out. Um, yeah. McDavid out one to two weeks, upper body injury. They haven't been more specific than that. Would you say, uh, yeah, given that it's very, obviously they're not going to disclose specifics. Yeah. Um, do you think that this vague injury is, is troublesome or is it really just one to two weeks? It's not a big deal. He'll be fine. They said it was it was a muscular strain from what I read. Oh, okay. So I'm so not... that's still pretty vague. Yeah. So yeah. I, I was like, is that... A, it's definitely not a broken clavicle like it was his rookie year. No, but it wouldn't be one to two weeks if it was that course, terrible. Yeah. much longer. Yeah. But um, you're asking if this is concerning, right? Yeah. If this injury had happened in January, I wouldn't have been worried. But if in you... In January? Yeah. In the middle of the season. Okay. Let's say. Okay, got but it, got it. this close to the beginning of the season... Mm-hmm. With the start that Edmonton has had, mm. I think with all that context, yeah, I'm a little worried. It makes me wonder if he had something nagging previously mm-hmm. because he hasn't had the best start. No. no. And I mean, Edmonton as a whole has struggled, but McDavid has been outscored by Dreisaitl pretty easily in the yeah. starting of the season. And that's unusual. Yeah. So it makes me wonder if he already had something nagging him and now he tweaked it. Now mm-hmm. he decided to just rest it mm-hmm. and that it'll come back stronger. I think that's the best case you can hope for Edmonton. But this start in Edmonton has not been great, and now you have your best player and captain sidelined. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see this on the flip side. I think, as as we've mentioned, um, at least I've mentioned in the past, this is what looks like to me a two man team between McDavid and Drysidle. If I'm anyone else on the roster that's not a goalie or a defensive defenseman, I'm looking at this as an opportunity to like, hey, I'm going to actually try to prove my worth. My captain's down and out. I got to help this team out because clearly we're not great. We're one, four and one. You know, this is a terrible start to the season. We're supposed to be at the top of the standings. We're supposed to be going for a cup this year. It's supposed to be them in Vegas fighting for the Pacific. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's not even a competition right now. If I'm anyone else on that Edmonton roster, I'm kind of looking everyone else in the eyes and saying, Hey, step it up guys. Like this is, we need to like 
do it for our captain if you're not do it for yourself. So I don't know. I think this is a good opportunity for everyone else on the Edmonton roster. Just to put in some context of how bad the start is, Edmonton is currently 31st out of 32 teams. Yeah. The only team behind them is San Jose that doesn't have a win. Yeah. And, and San Jose is not trying to get a win. No, San Jose is trying to stay at the bottom to win, hopefully, a lottery draft, draft pick. Yeah. It's, yeah. If I'm, if I'm anyone else on the Edmonton roster, I, I'm going to try to take this as a sign of opportunity instead of, you know, a blowback, I guess. Maybe you should have some pep talk with Evander Kane. Yeah. I don't know He's if you saw that. He's been very quiet lately, right? Yeah, but did you see uh, his... Um, I forgot of his last game. The game against Winnipeg, mm-hmm. the one where McDavid got injured. Did you see his um, uh, intermission interview? No, I didn't. So he wow. had a fight that game with Brendan Dillon mm-hmm. and a five-minute penalty. And he basically said, uh, yeah, I realized the coach wasn't playing me that much. So I decided to, uh, you know, at least do something and have a fight. Mm-hmm. So basically he's whining about ice time and decided to bench himself for five minutes. Oh, man. Yeah, not not the smartest, smartest of moves. I mean, I, I get where he's coming from. It's it's honest work, but it's not <laughs> it's not helping his case, I don't think. Yeah, and like this is Evander Kane. And when McDavid goes down, this is one of the players you want to step up, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's I've been wondering that the past couple of games where he was the guy who was just who kind of propelled Edmonton to the next level offensively last yeah. year. Um because it's been they invisible, it feels like. They took advantage of the Evander Kane Sharks situation yeah. and got Evander Kane for much less yeah. than he, someone of his skill would command. Mm. And it did them wonders. It really pushed them in from like playoff team to like contender. Yeah. Uh, echelon, right? But now it feels like he's disappeared and it's just the dry sidle show. Yeah. Why, why is he not getting ice time? Uh, apparently he hasn't been good. Oh, that's the only reason? Yeah, apparently oh. Jay Woodcroft put him on the third line. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So, and he had a problem with that. Fair. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, fair enough. I mean, yeah. he's not even in the top three scorers right now. Yeah. He should be. Yeah. Bouchard is in there. Yeah. That's, I looking at these stats, I'm kind of surprised by it too. Usually, it's usually just, it's a one-two lock for McDavid Dry, so you can kind of flip those around. Yeah. Um, Third is usually at this point for sure Evander Kane, but he, I don't even think he's close to it. Yeah, yet, either so. Evander Kane or Nuge. Yeah, neither one of them are neither. There. Yeah, so I mean, like guys, really, what's what's going on? If are you if you're an Oilers fan, are you worried about this, or are you just kind of like, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm worried. This you if this was supposed to be potentially your cup winning season, mm-hmm. and you're one four and one. Like I said, I understand. There's a lot of season left to I was, play. I was going to say, it's if really, If they really... went one, four, and one randomly in like January, February, no, no one, one would care. care. Yeah. But you have to set a tone for your season, right? Yeah. Hockey is so, so momentum-based. Yeah. We've seen it time and time again. Mm-hmm. Why can, why are there so many Cinderella stories in mm-hmm. hockey? Because a team gets momentum right yep. into the playoffs. Yeah. Why are there so many upsets? Because a team loses momentum right into the playoffs. Yeah. Like, Edmonton has no momentum. Yeah. And are yeah. you going to get it back with McDavid out of the lineup for two weeks? I, I don't think this is really an option. I think at this point, <laughs> it's do or, It's in a weird way, it's very early season do or die. Oh, yeah. In terms of like setting the like mentality for the season, you know? Like, Shit got real in Edmonton real quick. Yeah. <laughs> and it's unfortunate that's not even 10 games in, but, you know, welcome yeah. to hockey. You know what I mean? Shit gets real real fast. So uh, While we're talking about Edmonton struggles, we have to mention the other side of the puck. Mm-hmm. these goalies yeah neither goalie is below a four goals against average yeah that is no that's not even bad that's just horrendous that is horrendous yeah 
And I, I know Edmonton was kind of banking on, um, you know, Campbell being better. We talked in the past, yeah, in past episodes. Both of them were supposed to be better. Yeah, we talked in past episodes but, about the them, you know, kind of who's assuming the starting yeah. role. But Have you watched any Edmonton games? I've seen uh, one so far, yeah. Do you see the kind of shots that they, like, get through to the goalies? Not great ones. I'd Not argue, great ones, I'd yeah. argue you could have peak Carey Price, peak Vassy, yeah. peak Brodeur in net they'd still have atrocious numbers because the amount of shots that they let through and the type of shots they let through, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody was saving them. So, so you're blaming this more on defense than goalie? I think so. Okay. If Ekholm is not on the ice, they're letting anything, the, go, anything by. go by. Okay. Even when Ekholm is on the ice, if the puck's on the other side of the ice, mm-hmm. just breakaways, two one ones, three people camped out in front of the net. Mm-hmm. And Ekholm, I think, is paired with Bouchard, who is black hole defensively <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean so i i if correct me if i'm wrong but i think darnell nurse just recently resigned a yeah. pretty hefty contract um to stay with the oilers mm-hmm. D- is this reminiscent of the mark edward Vlasic contract where or extension where you know he signed no. that big contract and kind of just disappeared no nurse was never that defensive stalwart Fair. nurse was more of an offensive guy Fair, Let's be real. But like yes but there's gotta be somebody to help him yeah, Ekholm needs help. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you can't just... It's hard to like, pin, pin this on one defenseman. Yeah, right now, it feels like they've just said, okay, Ekholm's going to handle the back end, the rest of you do what you want, mm-hmm. right? And if you're going to do that, you better score a shit ton. Yeah. <laughs> but they're not scoring a shit ton, so they're yeah. getting caved in, right? Yeah. If they were winning games like 7-6, mm-hmm. then all's gravy, right? Yeah. But they're not. They're not, yeah. They're not putting those seven goals in net. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm just really curious to see what is actually going on within the locker room, either like during intermission or after these games, because I can't imagine it's all pleasant in Edmonton oh, right no. now. I think they're pissed. Yeah. And it's not not just the coach too. I'm sure the players are feeling some sort of way. I mean, they should feel some sort of way about this. It's not a great mm-hmm. start for a Stanley Cup winning team, you know? Yeah. Again, we're way over speculating. There's a lot of season left, but you know, as you said, momentum is important and you got to set that intention early. Yeah. Right now, they're also 75% on the penalty kill. Yeah. That, that's not that, good. That, that's at all. not good. Yeah. So, I mean, defense is clearly their problem here, right? Yeah. So, whether that's, you know, bringing in a new defenseman, bringing in a goalie, or changing some systems. Mm-hmm. Someone's got to find a spark in Edmonton. Yeah. I mean, there's been criticism in the past with Toronto about, you know, this team can't defend for shit kind of thing. Like Toronto can't defend? Yeah. Yeah. But I was like, look at the amount of goals they're putting up, you know? I mean, they have a very, very strong offense. And I'm not saying, you know, scoring nine goals a game is sustainable, but at least they're scoring. It's yeah. not. It's not working here. Like having a strong offense is all fun and games until you no longer have it. Yeah, and offense goes away like that. Yeah, which is the you know that's where where the phrase comes in. D- defense wins championships, and yeah, yeah, it's not it's not looking too hot in Edmonton. So, all right, let's move on to the other conference. Yeah, the other surprise. A little uh, happy story. Yeah, out in the Detroit. Yeah, Alex DeBrincat leads the league in goals. Nobody saw this coming, and if you you said you did, you are a goddamn liar <laughs> you are a liar nine like, nine goals four assists 13 points in unreal. seven games unreal like the he he got trade or yeah he got traded from ottawa and to detroit this offseason and all of a sudden looks like he's right at home like, and it's just it almost feels like the the rebuild is almost done at this point the switch flipped yeah and like 
We knew Dabrinkat was good. Yeah. But this, this, this good? good? No, nobody thought he was this he good. He is two goals ahead of Austin Matthews mm-hmm. and Sam Reinhardt. Yeah. I don't know about Reinhardt, but Austin Matthews is known for starting out of the gate hot. Yeah. As he did with back-to-back hat tricks. Yeah. And Dabrinkat's hotter. Yeah. Unreal. I mean, <laughs> can we can we credit this to the to the man Stevie Y again? Hey, every the, time, the plan. Every time you feel like, oh, I, I don't know what if Eisenman's doing things the right way. You know, he's falling short. Mm-hmm. He Suddenly. just he just knows. I mean, something about that man's IQ in terms of taking uh, under the radar, under the radar players and kind of just turning them into gems. He did it. He all of Tampa. Nikita yeah. Kucherov was a second round draft pick. And look at look at the way that panned out. And honestly, I see a late round pick too. I don't remember, um, but I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, look at and yeah, look at what he's doing with uh, DeBrincat. Like amazing trade that's really working out for Detroit right now. And it doesn't seem like it's lightening up anytime soon. He just got a hat trick off, um, I, I believe, in the last game, and you know, doesn't look like it's stopping anytime soon. So. I was wrong about Vassy. He's a first round pick, 19th overall. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> For a goalie, too. Yeah. Um, but I remember even in Tampa, remember like they fell short in 15 mm-hmm. and there were questions mm-hmm. like, are they doing things the right way? Yeah. And then like, I think Eisman had left, but like the year he left, they won the first cup, right? Uh, yeah. I believe or in 19, you're saying, are things going the right way? Yeah. So in 15, when they lost. Oh, they lost to the Blackhawks. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in 19, when they collapsed against Columbus. Mm-hmm. Like, there was questions about Eisenman. Yeah. And yeah. then um, he left, and then suddenly the team that he built won two cups in a row. Yeah, I, I hate that he doesn't, doesn't get credit for that. Um, yeah. Because, let's be real, he built that team and passed it off. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is, that was his team. He just didn't get credit for it. I don't think, it's not that he needs credit for it. It's Stevie Y. Like, he's going yeah. already down in the Hockey Hall of Fame as both a GM and player. But, yeah, I mean... The man's a the man's a wizard. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and he's doing it again in Detroit, as, as he should for his uh his uh hometown yeah. team. <laughs> you think uh, DeBrincat keeps this up? Um, I mean he'll cool off for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the way he's playing right now, it's reminiscent of Taylor Hall when he won the Hart uh, oh, with yeah. the Devils. With, yeah, that was you know a what I mean? fun season. That was a very fun season. And you know, sure the Devils didn't do great, but I I, I don't even think we predicted Detroit to like be a top three team in the division we had them around the fringe yeah but it was basically someone from ottawa detroit or buffalo is going to make it mm -hmm. right and right now it looks like at at the moment it's it's both ottawa and detroit so pleasant surprises on both those ends um you know things are going not great in edmonton but you know there also are things to look up to in on, on the eastern conference and you know Count your blessings while you can. Yep. And fingers yep. crossed that Edmonton, you know, figures their shit out too. So Yep, yep, yep. Lots of lots of fun stuff on ice. Yeah. I'm watching the Heritage Classic this Sunday. Mm-hmm. So we shall see what happens there. Yeah. <laughs> let's see if uh yeah. Uh, let's see if that actually pans out to be a spectacle or not. So all right. Shall we move off the ice? Yeah. Um remember that uh Pride tape ban we talked about and how much of a dumb decision it was? Yeah. Well the NHL walked it back. <laughs> Is anyone surprised? <laughs> Two weeks later. Is anyone surprised like, with all the back? See, I believe, what did we name the episode? Um, Stand for nothing, fall for anything. Yes. And that's exactly what the NHL did. You fell for anything. Yeah. It's the, there you got the backlash. They were losing the money. 
Scotiabank wanted a giveaway pride tape too, and everyone was against it. Travis Dermott. Um, I mean, we oh, can we got to uh, give him his props. Yeah, if you you want to explain that actually, just so we have context. Yeah, so Travis Dermott, um, player for our Arizona Coyotes, mm-hmm. wore the pride tape. Yeah, that was banned. Yeah, and you know he didn't make a press conference, mm-hmm. didn't put it on social media, just showed up with pride tape. Yeah, Arizona versus Anaheim, not even that big, no big marquee franchise against him. Yeah, he just wore it. And he was like. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. And basically now the NHL had two options, right? Mm -hmm. Either you find him and you enforce this pride tape ban and get even more backlash. Double down. Yeah. Or you walk back your stupid rule. Mm -hmm. And And they walk back their stupid rule. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think in combination with Travis Dermott, um, like you mentioned, Scotiabank, Mm -hmm. Scotiabank said they're going to give away 5,000 rolls of pride tape across its branches in Canada. Yeah. Scotiabank is a big sponsor. Yeah. For the NHL. Mm Mm-hmm. And even they're pissed. So um, it's just like... Pissed enough to give away 5,000 rolls of pride tape. Yeah. And so, don't get me wrong. I am happy that they kind of came to their senses. I'm a little upset that the reason they're doing it is clearly because of financial gain. Uh, There was enough backlash to the point where it was going to affect them financially. And that is why they walked back. And I don't don't really... it, It is a little bit of a damned if they do, damned if they don't situation. But like why the hell was it a rule in the first place? I, I mean, if you were, again, if you were trying to enforce this hockey is for everyone thing, stick to it. Mm-hmm. You were going to get back. You knew you were going to get backlash right off the bat. Like stick to it. <laughs> stand for something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Other than dollar signs, stand for something. I, don't I know. mean, I hope they don't stand for where you discriminate against well, LGBTQ course, people. Yeah. Yes. But like in this case, they're the, what they're really standing for is money. Mm-hmm. And that's the unfortunate reason they rolled it back. But you know, at least at least they rolled it back. There's something hopefully to be learned out of this in the future. So, yeah, you know, even though they rolled it back, it's kind of damage done, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's the point. Yeah. Like, like, what's the metaphor? It's this: um, you you when you break like a china plate, mm-hmm. you can stick it back together. You'll still see the cracks. There's and always stuff. be a crack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is the fucking problem yeah. I have with the NHL. Yeah, you have taken that plate and you've smashed it so many goddamn times. Yeah. And every time you stick it back together, and now there's a little spider web along this plate. Yeah. But we still stuck with this plate mm-hmm. because it's the only freaking place that we can watch hockey. Yeah. And then we are held you... hostage to using this shitty plate. Yeah. And they'll make you uh, work really hard to watch hockey too. <laughs> yeah, that too. And the plate's fucking hidden in the back <laughs> shelf, and there's a freaking paywall and a bet MGM DraftKings. Yeah. Will he find the plate? <laughs> Why aren't we making money, guys? Yeah. <laughs> and the plate has a freaking milk ad in the middle of it. <laughs> like, oh, it's I really stuck a personal accord with oh, you. I was okay. I understand. I should be happy that they that they walked it back, right? But I was still so mad. Yeah. And I don't want all these people in my comments or whatever being like, oh, why are you mad? They walked it back. Yeah, but you broke the plate again. Again, yeah. After so many freaking times. Yeah. There's a league culture problem, I would say. Yeah. You know, if there's 10 billionaires out there, Mm -hmm. I have an idea for you. Mm -hmm. Start a hockey league. Pay... Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews a little bit more than they do right now. Mm-hmm. You'll already have drag and you can absolutely kick the shit out of this league that hasn't changed from 1917 when it freaking started. Yeah, that is true that 
you take away these star players that seem to be in every single piece of advertising or marketing, there's no league anymore. There really is no league anymore. If there's 10 billionaires out there mm-hmm. who want to own a sports league and absolutely kick the shit out of the NHL, they probably could. I honestly don't think it'll be that hard. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's... You, when you made this Pride Tape ban, yeah. you had to have known that this was going to be negative. Yeah. And if you didn't know, then you have to fix your freaking process yeah. or do something better with market research. Yeah. Because it's absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. And now you. Travis Dermott, of all people, was able to put you in a corner. Yeah. Is Travis Dermott a big star in the NHL? No. I, I, I'm I not going to lie. I have to look him up. <laughs> he's, a, he's a decent player. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't even Crosby. No. Kucherov, McDavid, no. Matthews. Ovechkin, yeah. Ovechkin, mm-hmm. McKinnon. Names that people would recognize outside of hockey. Mm-hmm. Hockey fans might not recognize who Travis Dermott is unless you're an Arizona or Vancouver fan. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I remember him being on Vancouver and he was like, oh, he's in Arizona now. And this no. is why he's making headlines. Yeah. But this one player was able to take down your league. Yeah. Stand for something. <laughs> Stand Come on. for something. Yeah. Stop. Stop breaking the goddamn point. <laughs> I swear to God, if there was another league, I would have switched by now. I think every, a lot of people would have. A lot of people would have. And I mean, y- you can't really blame the people who are choosing to watch European leagues now at this point, right? I mean, it's not that they have... If, if I lived in Europe, I probably would. Yeah, it's not that, the you know, these those leagues have like, are bursting with personality or anything, yeah. but you know what I mean? And to be honest, I have no idea what their politics are. I don't But either. at this point, I'm willing to give another league a chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I It's... Greatest sport in the world, but man, what a terrible, terrible culture that needs to, I don't know. It's it's really hard to say. I, I don't even want to keep talking about this because it's just like, again, you know what I mean? Again yeah. and again and again. Like, just fix the problem. Like, I don't know. I feel like against odds that we are hockey fans. Mm-hmm. We grew up in the Bay Area. Yeah. There's up-teen sports teams in the Bay Area. I think the reason we're hockey fans is because some of the closest people around us at that time yeah got us into it yeah and so, that's why we got into but the, it the probability is so low right yeah most people get into it because some team wins a championship yeah sharks have never won a championship mm-hmm. some people get into it because their parents are into a sports league uh which wasn't the case for us yeah there was such a low chance of us being hockey and the weird thing is if i talk to most hockey fans mm-hmm. it's something similar mm-hmm. so that means the very few fans that you are getting mm-hmm. you're pissing them off yeah I was like, I, I, I can't really see myself becoming a hockey fan in this day and age. I mean, if I was eight years old today yeah. in the Bay Area, I'd be a Warriors fan. Of course. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. Or a Niners fan. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's really difficult because you, you, I know the NHL means well. They want to like grow this sport. They want to like make it more inclusive. They want to do whatever. Oh man, they just keep shooting themselves in the foot over and over again. And they just, it's the answer is there. How many times are you going to fuck up and like just continue the same mistake over and over yeah, again? It's that's the, the issue. The definition of insanity. Insa- quote. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, all in the pursuit of, I'm not even sure if it's for money anymore. I really don't know because they could have made a lot more money. Yeah. Maybe this is what the NHL wants. They want to be the little, little league and have a little exclusive boys club mm. that, uh, kicks a little rubber thing around the ice and nobody knows because nobody understands the rules. Yeah. Isn't that still a culture problem though? In my opinion. But maybe they're fine with it. Fair. That's what I have to conclude. You don't want to compete with the NBA and the NFL. Yeah. I mean, even if they did, like, 
what do they have to like actually get them there? You know you what I mean? Have a fantastic sport. Right, but that's not enough in this day and age. Of course it is. Formula One just did it. That's fair. Well, the Netflix documentary kind of propelled oh, them there. Yeah, so the NHL can't put a documentary together? Yeah, fair enough. They, and maybe, uh, they we, we talked about this too on yeah. the previous episode. Yeah. Maybe don't follow just one team yeah. because that's not how <laughs> hockey works, right? <laughs> they messed that up too. They smashed the China plate like, there. Just have a documentary following the playoffs. Yeah. All, every team. I want to know the whole storyline of the playoffs. It's the most exciting part of hockey. Mm-hmm. That could have. You're, wow. And I'm not. Yeah, you don't have to Simple follow fix. 32 teams. You have to follow 16 and not even 16 the whole time. Yeah. Because it'll, it'll trim down. Yeah. Simple fix. That could have just made a it so much better. episode series on the playoffs. Yeah. Even if it's not Netflix, just put on wherever the, the Toronto one was. Amazon it was on Amazon. Any something. streaming service. Yeah. Would have done. Yeah. Put it on YouTube. Yeah. You know what's funny is actually I, I was, I met this dude at Hard Summer and um, mm-hmm. he's a Toronto fan himself. And I told him about this documentary and this was news to him too. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. He was like, wait, there was an Amazon. I was like, wow, <laughs> that's how bad the marketing is. And <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it was the, it was a season I think least fans want to forget. But. Uh, uh, sure. Yes. But the fact that he's a Toronto fan, didn't even know it existed is bad yeah. enough. And yeah, smashing the China plate over and over again. So I don't know. Yeah, we should want to see change. We should just have a broken China plate here instead of this puck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great. Should we put it in the logo? Maybe. Yeah. Conclude that. Yeah. That's what's the glass seat. It's the plate. Oh, the glass is is no longer the window. Yeah. It's it's or the the screen. It's just a plate. It's just a plate. It's the league culture just being smashed to pieces over and over again. So. <sighs> Old cynical. <laughs> ESPN had a new show. Yeah. Not great, was it? I don't know. How much did you watch of it? I watched none of it. Uh, I'm just assuming because it's ESPN and hockey. So it was interesting. So if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, uh, Frozen Frenzy debuted. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a whip around show. Mm-hmm. So which means they jump around games live as they're happening. Uh, if you've seen NFL Red Zone, similar concept mm-hmm. where when interesting things are happening in a game, they cut to the game. Yeah. And why they debuted it this past Tuesday, because all 32 teams were playing 16 games across the NHL start time staggered by 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And, um, they jumped around all the games. Not a bad concept. Concept's not bad. Yeah. Execution, I think was lacking. Okay. Personally. So I, what would you have done better or what could have been done? So I turned it on after about 30 minutes. I had to turn it off because they jumped around so much. Mm-hmm. Like you weren't in one game for more than I want to say two minutes. Oh, and they'd come okay. back to the game, but they've done a bunch of games in between. Yeah. So they're moving so quickly that especially with 16 games, I can't keep track of what's happening in what game anymore. So when you say two minutes, it's not even. So if they're in the middle of a play, like there's no whistle blown dead, they'll just leave. Yeah, they'll cut across. Oh, that's not that's because weird. they're like, oh, something interesting is happening in this game. So let's cut over there. You that's know? strange. Yeah, like imagine you were sitting in a room with sixteen screens and you had all the games on, and you could just click on what's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it is. But somebody else is doing the clicking. I think this works for the NFL because there's a lot of stop and starting mm-hmm. in the NFL. Like you just have to set up, and it takes time and game clock and stuff. But if and you blink too fast or too slowly in hockey, you miss something. And in um, the NFL, the scoring happens. It, there's a slow build up to your scoring, right? Yeah. Like you got to make it all the way down the field. And then that's the whole point of red zone. They cut in whenever a team is within 20 yards of the end zone, mm-hmm. which makes it interesting. You want to see them score. Yeah. Right. 
especially if you're doing this for like fantasy purposes or something, right? Mm -hmm. Then you want to see who's scoring. Um, With hockey, it's again, so momentum based. Yeah. You know, the whipping around, it kind of cut the tension for me. Mm. Got it. Okay. Like uh, the whole joy of watching a hockey game is seeing your team like, let's say your team is dominant. Mm -hmm. So it's that buildup of, okay, they're coming into the zone. They set up in the zone. They get all these shots. Oh, they got it out. Mm -hmm. Do it again. You know, like a power play. Mm -hmm. Right. And then finally that goal goes in and you cheer because you saw all the work that went into it. And there's a loud freaking horn to celebrate. And there's a loud freaking horn and everything. But watching the whip around show, it's like, okay, we're going to cut into this game or they're going to flash back a little. And then you just see like Kale McCarr dance around three people and score right away, Mm. which is cool. Yeah. But you're missing that emotional connection right so i i do i'm gonna point out the positive here and it's one espn's actually trying with hockey yeah i will is, give them props for the yeah, effort i will get yeah gotta give them props there and two i i totally see where you're, where you're coming from but i think the fact that we live in the uh it's called the tiktok era mm-hmm. and nobody has an attention span anymore in fact, probably nobody's listening to this podcast anymore <laughs> at this point. <laughs> they're, they're all like, oh, I'll just wait for the reels. Um, yeah, that's the problem, right? Nobody has an attention span anymore. And, you know, streaming networks are resorting to stuff like this. But then why does it have to be live, right? Why not just the next morning release a super cut of all the goals or something like that? Is anyone going to watch that in the morning, though? Like, because a, a lot of people want to watch multiple games. I admittedly, like, they want to keep up with everything. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a problem. I just, how, how do you logically do that? Like, it's just it's, I, with 16 games too. Yeah. I think that's the problem is you scheduled 16 games. So if, it's, you, had, it's, if you had done the same concept, but like what's eight. a typical night, four to five games. If even that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's say like let's four to six. In, let's say four to six. Yes. Yeah. I think it would be much easier because mm. I think the bigger problem is have is you keep jumping and I've lost track of yeah. what game is what. Almost like half the teams in the NHL wear red. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if it was Toronto versus Tampa. Yeah. Just, but both teams were playing that night. So yeah. now I don't know which one's Tampa, which one's Toronto. Yeah. It takes me a second. I got to look at the faces and be like, oh, that's Stamkos. Okay. Yeah. So this is uh, Tampa. And you're a dedicated fan. Yeah. No and, casual fans are going to know and that. And by the time I've caught my bearing, they, they jump. Yeah. So, man, okay. I think less games and more time spent in the game. Mm hmm. You know, they staggered it by 15 minutes. I felt like that was not enough. Yeah. It needs to be closer to 2025 because ideally if there's like four or five games, what should be happening is you are watching the period, let's say like 15 minutes of a period. Yeah. And then when it goes to intermission, you cut to another game. Mm, You should only be jumping when the current game you're watching is going to some sort of break, like TV break or intermission or something. I was going to say, if there's like a puck over glass, or some sort of whistle, that's a good time to cut away because already like that momentum that you, you were talking about has been cut naturally. Yeah. And it's not like you're leaving the game or anything. And um, I think um, having, maybe it's just my problem that 16 is too many. Maybe some people can track it, mm-hmm. but I think that was way too many yeah. to, to keep track of, to know the storylines of every game. And I'm, I felt like I was just watching an endless highlight reel. Yeah. I was going to say like how, given that, you know, there's 16 teams playing that is just, a long time a lot of hockey like in mm-hmm. terms of hours how long did this last was this like a six hour marathon yeah, it was i think from pacific time it started at um i think 5 p.m pacific and it was mm-hmm. until i want to say 11 11 30 jeez whenever the vegas game ended the vegas Dude. was the last game on the docket that's like more or less scrolling 
TikTok for six hours, right? Or any yeah, of these like short it, form it content. Moved so quickly, right? Yeah. And like, I, I would assume that by the time you're getting to the end of the program, it was a little bit longer in games because there's just less games going on. Yeah. But when it started at five, there was a lot of games going on. Yeah. So I feel like uh, mentally, you're just gassed by then. Yeah, I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would much rather pick one game, watch it, and watch the highlights for the rest later. Yeah. Yeah. So to summarize, one, great that, you know, ESPN is actually trying again with hockey. Yeah. Two, they're trying to cater to the fact that nobody has an attention span anymore. Yeah, you want the, the important bits and that's it. Yeah. Downside is that's not how hockey works. And it might have been just too many teams. Yeah. Um, but it also could have just been, you know, it's, it's a work in progress, let's say. Yeah. And, you know, I, I do expect it to get better. Um, great concept, as we said, but, you know, work it was, in progress. It was good enough that I'll give it another chance. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And that, that will convince me enough to maybe try it too. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I was like, I, again, I usually write things off when it comes to ESPN and hockey. Good to see that, you know, they're actually trying to make a change. So yeah. 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 Let's let's end on a positive on that that note. So yeah, I think that's it for this episode. Yeah, this has been Glass Seats. You can check us out on Spotify, Apple, and Google. We have new episodes every week. We are also on YouTube and Instagram. For those two platforms, the handle is at Spud Network Podcast. You can check out this show, and you can check out our other shows. Uh, whatever platform you listen to us on, watch us on. If you leave us a like, comment, subscribe, whatever it is, helps us grow the show. Mm-hmm. See you guys next week. Bye.